Sure. Of course they lost at I Can't Believe It's Not Staples Center. We'll talk about that mess from last night's game on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Once again, don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Citrus, Spotify, Amazon, Amazon. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it's ad-free on Amazon. So check that out. Okay. Last night's game. About last night. Ay, ay, ay. That 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 was ah. first off. I don't know what the defense was doing on some of that game. Second, poor Lukas Dostal. I feel for the kid. He is still young. He's only 22, and he has to really take on a role that he's probably used to. But no one deserves that. No one deserves the kind of shots. That Lukash Dostal has taken. So we'll talk about Dostal in a little bit. But let's talk about the game itself that took place last night at, well, everyone still calls it Staples Center. Even some of the Ducks fans around there still call it Staples Center. Everyone I talk to around there still calls it Staples Center, except for the workers, because they have to call it Crypto.com Arena. But it was a pretty boring first period. In fact, not a whole lot happening in that first offensively or defensively it was just kind of there you know I mean both teams were kind of shooting some decent saves on both sides Dostal I thought had a couple of decent saves I thought Phoenix looked pretty good last night the Ducks gave him the best shots in that first round oh by the way Phoenix Copley from North Pole Alaska is already becoming the darling of Los Angeles. And I got to admit, I, I like Phoenix's game. I do. He's kind of in that zone right now where he's just saving everything and not missing. He's only given up so many goals in the last few games. Coming off of two consecutive victories against the Bruins and the Sharks, he was hoping to really take control of that starting role. Oh, by the way, both of those games... Wound up going into overtime. In fact, going into a shootout. And of course, Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore would save that. But Copley looked good in that first period. That was maybe the best chance for the Ducks. Was those first maybe 15, 16 minutes. Because at the end of that first period, LA just kind of took over. They got shot after shot after shot. And poor Dostal. He was starting to see a lot of him towards the end of that first. And the Ducks defense just went to sleep. And that's where we go into the second period. Second period, it started off as all Kings once again. Another power play goal given up by the Ducks. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Adam Henrique gets a penalty on the ensuing power play. Drew Doughty scores on the power play. So once again... The Ducks allowed a power play goal for, I think, the fourth consecutive game. That made it 1-0 early. But hold on. Hold on a little bit. 
the Ducks go on a power play of their own. Thank you very much, Matt Roy. Thank you so much. Because Frank Vetrano got a nice power play goal, but I didn't like what Frank did after the goal. I did not like this. If you're a last place team, the last thing you want to do is piss off your crosstown rivals. You do not want to do that. And I saw what Frank did. He did a little bit of pointing, a little bit of pointing towards the Kings bench. Did this little thing like, yeah, a little bit of chirping. And he chirped the hell out of the Kings. The Kings, I don't know if you've checked the standings, but they're now in second place in the Pacific. You don't want to piss off a team like the LA Kings. You especially don't want to piss them off when they are 30 miles away from your home arena. And by the way, the lack of Ducks fans at Staples Center last night was kind of alarming because I could think back to 2012, 2013, 2014, even up to 2016. There were at least a decent amount of Ducks fans at those Crosstown games. A decent amount. Especially when it was, you know, the prime of the rivalry. I consider 2012 to 2016 peak Kings Ducks rivalry. And there were a lot of Ducks fans that came out. Last night, where was everybody? Where was all the Ducks fans? I feel like there were more Ducks fans at Palm Springs at Coachella Valley Sunday night than there were at Staples Center Tuesday night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. But I just have to call it like it is. That was my my observation. There was, yeah, some cheering. But it was mostly Kings fans. I'm afraid of what's going to happen when the Kings go down to Anaheim for their first game over there. Because I have a feeling it's going to be maybe half Kings fans at the Ponda. That's what I think could happen. But yeah, Frank just taunted the Kings. And after that, it was all Kings. All Kings. Alex Ayafalo, a last second goal at the end of the second period. Philippe Deneau, he had a slick pass to Ayafalo. Great look. And also Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore got the assist on that. Then third period, poor Dostal. It was on him. Victor Arvidsson with, you know, a good goal. Artie party. Everybody was going around Arthur Kaliev on the defense. It was not really a breakaway, but it was kind of an odd man rush. And all five ducks were on the wrong side of the ice. Mainly because they know how dangerous Arthur Kaliev is. Artie party can be lethal when he has the puck on his stick. And he has a deceptive release too. So you do want to get at least one guy on him. Maybe two. But all five ducks on the ice at the time were on the right side of the ice. Nobody was covering Victor Arvidsson. Nobody. Lukas had no shot at that. From the behind the net view, it looked bad, folks. It looked really effing bad. So that made it 3-1. to one. The fourth goal. That, that was the worst one of them all. Kevin! <laughs> I can't do the Catherine O'Hara voice from Home Alone when she says, Kevin! I can't do it. But I could hear some fans yelling, Kevin! 
as soon as he made that goal. Let me just paint this. So there was a little bit of a turnover. Well, not really a turnover there, but a broken stick from a Frank Vetrano shot. So there we go the other way. Adrian Kempe picks it up along the blue line thanks to the broken stick. Passes it ahead to Kevin Fiala. There you had Nathan Beaulieu. First off, Beaulieu, what were you doing there? And Frank Vetrano trying to catch up with no stick. Vetrano bumps Fiala into Beaulieu. And then Beaulieu bumps it back towards Vetrano for some reason. It was a bump bump like bumper cars. And Kevin Fiala still had the puck on his stick. And went to Dostal's left side. And that was a sweet goal. I mean, I'll admit that was a good looking goal. Where the hell was Klingberg on that? Oh, Klingberg was kind of going back on defense. Didn't really have an active stick. If Klingberg had skated... I'm Okay, I'm going to apologize here to all the Klingberg defenders out there. If Klingberg was skating at full speed, if he was going 100%, he probably could have caught up to the play and prevented that goal. Look back on that fourth goal when you get a chance. Klingberg is kind of hanging back a little bit. And I just said, of course. Of, of course he did. I mean, Klingberg, the last couple of games, the offense has been picking up. Defensively, it's been getting worse. If if you can believe it. I know Klingberg isn't exactly the world's best defender. But you've got to get back on the puck. At least get to the other side of Dostal to prevent either a pass or prevent some kind of deke move from happening, which is exactly what Fiala did. So that's what was disappointing about that. Final score, 4-1. to one. I'll talk more about this one on the other side. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including the NBA, the NHL, and of course, football, winding down to the end. And hey, all the bowl games are there too. Tis the season for bowl game season. Who's going to win the Rose Bowl? Is it going to be the Utes or the Nittany Lions? Who's going to win the national championship? All of that is available on betonline.net right now using either your mobile device or your laptop. BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez. Let's talk a little bit more about this game from last night, shall we? Where were the Ducks fans? They were nowhere to be found. Where were the Kings fans? They were all around. And they were hopping. Hopping so much. I know I talked a little bit about the Ducks fans last segment. Look, I get that you don't want to see this team right now because they're bad. They did just win two games in a row. I mean, they won two in a row up in Canada. Yeah, because they hardly win in California, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. They, they were hardly around. It was kind of sad, honestly. But you know what? I mean, 
the Kings are good. I'm just going to say it. The Kings are good right now. They've got all the weapons right now. Do they need anything else? No. Are they going to get first place in the division? Probably not. But they look to be a solid second place. And I mean solid right now. I mean, if we look at the standings as of this moment, Vegas is in first place, but they're only in first by four games. They're on a bit of a losing streak right now. The Kings are only four points behind them in the standings at 41 points. Then Seattle right behind them at 39. Edmonton at 36, but Edmonton has looked pretty shaky. So is Calgary. Some of those games between Edmonton and Calgary, they're going to be pretty huge. And then all the way down by like 10 points, Vancouver, then you have San Jose, then way in the bottom is the Anaheim Ducks. Way in the bottom. The Ducks aren't catching up. They're not. I think the Kings, they look pretty good in second place. Maybe even third. But what they have on their team, they have a penalty kill. For all intents and purposes, they have good killers. They have a solid power play. Look, when you have Adrian Kempe on the power play, that's pretty dangerous. When you have Philippe Deneau on the power play, that's pretty dangerous. They've got a potent power play that the Ducks just don't have. Even Andrzej Kopitar. Kopitar has been a tremendous playmaker and someone that the Kings can kind of rely on, at least for assists. Drew Doughty blasting one from about the point. That I did not see coming, but that's the Drew Doughty that Kings fans kind of remember. So that was, that was just a blast of a goal. But Adrian Kempe, I've talked about him a lot over the past few years. Kempe definitely hates the Ducks. But you know, you know why Kempe did not score last night? And I even said this. As soon as I saw that Lukash Dostal was leading the Ducks out of the ice before the game, my first words were, Kempe's not scoring tonight. <laughs> and I say they kind of, I said it kind of jokingly, but kind of not, for the reason that Adrian Kempe hates the Ducks, but he especially hates John Gibson. Kempe has scored something like 15 or 16 goals, including the American Hockey League, against John Gibson. So you talk, you want to talk about a guy that has maybe a vendetta against one particular goaltender. It is John Gibson versus Adrian Kempe, and Kempe has won every single battle. I'm going to be afraid later this season when the Kings play the Ducks if Gibby starts both of those games, and I'm going to say, oh, crap, here comes Kempe again. Kempe, oh, no. I I know what's going to happen, but as soon as I saw Dostal, no, not scoring, not going to happen, and sure enough, he didn't. But he's one of those dangerous guys. And now that the Kings have Alex Iofalo back, that's even more dangerous. And we haven't talked enough about the new guys on the Kings. Victor Arvidsson scored last night. Kevin Fiala with that amazing goal. Philippe Deneau, I think, is going to be a game changer for the Kings. But enough about the Kings. This is just observations from last night's game. As far as new guys on the Ducks, look, Jason Magna, he's a great player. Didn't see a lot of him on the ice. He is too good for the AHL. He's a tweener. He's one of those tweener guys. NHL, AHL guys. Always has been. And hey, how about the NHL debut of Justin Kirkland? Well, we didn't see a whole lot of him on the ice. He only got about seven and a half minutes on the ice. Didn't see a whole lot of him. 
he did get a couple of aggressive shots early on. He looked aggressive and he looked fine. That's the kind of game that Kirkland plays. I remember when he played with the Stockton Heat. He was always that guy that pounded you into the boards and pounded you into the ground. That's his game. He just can't do that against this Kings team and expect to get rewarded for it. And even on last night's game, that little bit of a scuffle <laughs> between Max Comtois and Mikey Anderson. First off, I didn't expect Mikey Anderson to get in there. I expected Comtois to get in there, but Comtois, he extended his arm a little bit against Mikey Anderson, which is why he got that extra two minutes. But there was some rough stuff going on. It was it was about the game you expected to see between both those rivals. And for what it's worth, I mean, it was it was at least a rivalry game. Kind of one-sided. But there you go. Not much I can say about Kirkland or Megna because they didn't get a whole lot of playing time. McTavish needs to be on that penalty kill. He does. The Ducks were lucky that they only allowed one power play goal. Lucky. It could have easily been 5-1 to one or 6-1. to one. Very easily. And I'll tell you why after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And I want to tell you the reason why last night's game could have been so much worse, but it wasn't. Y'all know where I'm going with this. Lukash Dostal. The bakery was closed for all of the first period. You know how many shots Dostal saw last night? You ready? 41. Once again, the Anaheim Ducks allowed They allowed 40 plus shots again. Again. I'll do a breakdown of all the poor defensive lapses pretty soon. I got to get the spreadsheet out for that one. But again, it's too many shots. Way too many. And Dostal's seen all of them. He did have a nice toe skate save late in the game that could have easily made it 5-1. to one. There was a bit of a mishap behind the net, which eventually resulted in the King's second goal of the night. That was that was the Ayafalo goal, where Trevor Moore tried to get a wraparound, and Dostal stopped it. Dostal also had a couple of goalie adventures in last night's game that could have easily resulted in another goal. But also, Dostal made some tremendous saves. You know, a great toe save, another tremendous kick save towards the middle of the game. Dostal kept the Ducks kind of in it up until the third period. He did. If you look at those first two periods, especially the end of the first and the end of the second, it was all Los Angeles. Now, I know the expected goals were 3.86 to 2.32. So the expected score was supposed to be about 4-2 to two in favor of the Kings. So Dostal getting a small minus, not that bad. In fact, not that bad at all when you consider the amount of shots there was. And there was, again, too many of them. 
what the Ducks need to do is just do a complete overhaul defensively somehow. I know it's impossible to do that, but they've got to do something. And yeah, Dostal only had a negative or a minus 0.14 game score. That was it. The only guys that had a positive game score, like a really good positive game score, was Troy Terry. Troy Vetchkin doing his thing once again. He's been the most consistent player on the Ducks this season as far as an impact both offensively and defensively. So Troy Terry's got to continue doing what he's doing. But Dostal, gosh, like, how how do you not feel for the guy at this point? I think Sarah Avampato said it best. Lukas Dostal deserves to eat one player on the Ducks' side, which is kind of hilarious, but also kind of true. Dostal deserves all the steak dinners. I'm going to find the tweet really quick just because I thought it was funny at the moment that I saw it. Yeah, it says, Lukas Dostal should be able to eat the teammate of his choice after this game. <laughs> you think? You think? <sighs> I mean, Eric Oriana said, Comtois would be my selection. Sounds like a cuisine. Yeah, Comtois didn't have the best games. He got into that scuffle, got that extra two-minute penalty. John Klingberg, maybe that's another candidate. Klingberg just kind of being lazy on defense a couple times. One of those resulted in a goal, a very nice Kevin Fiala goal. Who else would be a good candidate for that? I mean, who else was just horrible defensively last night? I mean, you could make a case for a lot of players. Klingberg, Strom. Strom did not have a good game last night. I I thought Ryan Strom just, there was something missing. He just wasn't all there in last night's game. Same with Cam Fowler. Cam Fowler had, I would say he had more bad luck, but also not good either. Uh, Who else was just really bad on defense? Oh, Frank Vetrano, of course. But that's also just a little bit of bad luck. I feel like Frank Vetrano was more snake-bitten on last night's game. Strom just looked awful. He looked terrible. And Silverberg defensively, yeesh. Not good either, so defensively, they've got to fix it. And they've got to fix it in a hurry because they now face the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota's a hot team right now. I could see Minnesota just decimating the Ducks at the Ponda. But we'll see what happens. Our next podcast, we're going to have a twofer. We're going to have Goals Thursday. I think Goals Thursday or Goals Friday, depending on how the AHL looks. And also, also, we're going to have a post-game podcast. Watch out for that post-game podcast. Uh, Seth is expected to join tonight or early tomorrow morning. So we'll have a Minnesota Wild locked on Anaheim Ducks crossover. Then we'll have a goals podcast. Then we'll talk about the Flames game. And then we'll have a little bit something extra for everybody on Christmas Eve. Hope you all enjoy it. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You can follow me on Twitter. Once again, at StimpyJD. Bam. There it is. There we go. And 
Also, you could email me at lockedonanaheimducks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the evening. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Enjoy Ducks hockey, if you can, and Ducks fly together. <laughs>